Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Joining me right now is uh, Sister Dee Dee Byrne, a member of the Little Workers of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. It's a religious order uh, centered on service, prayer, Eucharistic adoration. Uh, Sister has delivered uh, an address at the 2020 Republican National Convention and has uh, served as a surgeon, uh, army officer, and missionary. And Sister, good to have you with me. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, a friend of mine, Michael New, passed along to me this story um, that you got uh, an unexpected phone call uh, at the close of last year. Tell us a little bit about that call and what uh, path it put you on. Well, it was a call from uh, overseas, and and uh, was uh, a, apparently it was the son of a doctor that I had worked with when I was stationed in Afghanistan in 2008. And I, you know how you, when you get these calls, you're not 100% sure if they're legitimate. So <laughs> right. I gave him my email, yeah. and I asked him to email me. He gave me all the information, and it was legit. So... What what were you uh, being you asked okay? to do? Oh, so he they were in trouble. She was uh, she was a physician that worked in a similar location as I had at uh, Camp Salerno in Afghanistan, and she um, had been captured by the Taliban and had left for three days, and then she was released. But they were being monitored and watched, and she was asking for help. The family was asking for help. She remembered me, uh, had a little diploma thing that we'd given to her. She had my name. So the husband had, I mean, I'm sorry, the son had, um, using the Internet, found me, found our home number, and asked if I would please, please help them. And I was a bit stunned. I I said, what the heck? I don't know how I can help you, but I will try. So I, you know, after saying the prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to intercede and asking our Blessed Mother, and every saint you can think of. The next day, we were having Sunday Mass, and, um, you know, Congressman Chris Smith's senior um, advisor, who's a devout Catholic, had um, was there, uh, and we were talking, and I was sharing the story, and he said, he said oh, and I, I, um, I said, is there any way that maybe Congressman Chris Smith could help? Well, it turns out that he had a friend, uh, Jason Jones, who is a you, you may have may recognize his name he's a he's a producer he did yep. help do Bella yeah yeah and we've had Jason's been involved. on the show yeah okay so yeah. you know the story he he helped us um, I gave the story to him he has all these connections in about five days from my conversation with him they had already sent the family uh, so they Jason works with a guy named. Um, Prince, who's from Afghanistan, and he vetted the family, knew that they were legitimate, sent them uh, food, money, coal, and and uh, basically got them started on support. And about two weeks later, Jason sends me a text message and says, "Start praying, sister. They're moving toward a a border, and I can't really mention." Mm-hmm. That right now, sure. uh, there were being uh, there were thirteen family members in multiple vehicles, and they were able to get across the border into safety. Wow! Now, interestingly, I the son called me today um, 
to share and I've got to talk to Jason. We've got you know we've they've got this is just a temporary spot for them to go before mm-hmm. they get sent to another place. So they're not completely out of harm's way from what I'm hearing from the from okay. the sun, but they're out of Afghanistan and that's the greatest blessing right there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a, that's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, such a, a, a beautiful uh, act of God's intervention and uh, also providence. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you also, I understand, have uh, been dealing with this issue of a religious exemption for the COVID-19 vaccine. You've had a legal battle there. Set that up for me. Exactly what was that yeah. about? <laughs> Well, first of all, I feel like I need to crawl in a little hole because it seems like trouble follows me everywhere. But, um, <laughs> uh, gosh, this is now, um, end of, uh, just the end of February, early March, end of February, I received a letter via email from the DC Department of Health stating that a religious exemption that I had applied for in September of last year, um, and they had asked me for a, a like a extra information, so that was September and then January. So now in February, they asked, they told me that my religious exemption was denied. Hmm. Um, and so I had, and this is a Saturday night. They told me I had five days to, um, you know, to uh, uh, get vaccinated, or I would lose my license. Wow! And the clock was ticking Saturday night, and so. Again, a Saturday night, Sunday morning breakfast conversation. I'm talking to a friend who has many, many friends, and she actually knows Michael New, too. And um, she's connected with a lawyer who then got me connected with the Thomas More lawyers. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. And um, and then a, and then a close friend who is also a lawyer from Canada. She's I helped to write some religious exemptions for some young football players in Calgary. Um, who had been vaccinated, been um, immune with natural immunity, and they did not want to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They wanted to play football for the university. Right. So I, we had developed a friendship. She happened to be here in the states. So lo and behold, she helped write a, a document for me stating why I don't want to be vaccinated and why I shouldn't lose my license. You know, discussing. I said I do free surgery for the poor. I've been doing that since you know 2020. I mean, I'm sorry, since 2000. Yeah. And um, and so I've been doing this missionary work in the city and elsewhere overseas for a good while. And I'm a religious sister. So and all this was sort of like a, if they were going to target someone, I think they targeted the wrong person. Because <laughs> I, really I really didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. I mean, except maybe my license of serving the poor. I was going to say. That would have been a real shame. It would have been. But they and, turned and so around. counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> but the Thomas, you know, um, Chris Ferrara, who was my head lawyer, he, he was just, like, very happy to take this on. And I was so grateful he did. They yeah. did it pro bono for me. Yeah. But we just got, we won the case in the sense that they've given us the exemption till next year, I guess I have to reapply. And then they also were able to get a financial reward from the government, basically state for their, for their services, which is a, a wonderful thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So they, they were able, yeah, that's good. So they were actually able to receive some sort of uh, compensation for the pro bono work they did for you. 
Exactly. Yeah. And from the folks who are creating the problem. Yep. And then I've heard of, of a few people now who have had their religious exemption accepted after our case. So I think hopefully it's setting a precedent here, at least in D.C. But the D.C. government didn't say, oh, we're going to give you your religious exemption because you're so holy and you need this exemption <laughs> for your faith. They just did it. They said it was because, um, well, the, the cases are dropping, and so we'll go ahead and give you this exemption. You don't need the vaccine only because the cases are dropping. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, circumstances <laughs> change. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's uh, you're blessed that uh, government machinery moves awfully slow, and... I'm surprised that they were as responsive as they were once once you started, you know, uh, beating them a bit. Uh. I think we went, because when we went, when we dropped the suit, when we, yeah, we dropped the suit, I guess that's the terminology, we then went public just to let people, you know, I think it might have been just a bit of an embarrassment for them <laughs> to yeah. reject a religious sister who does free surgery for the poor in the city. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one problem they, they wanted to avoid. Tell us a little bit about the work you do, though, um, as a member of Little Workers of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. Tell us about the order and what you do, and also okay. what you're doing with surgery for the poor. Okay, so I, I, um, our community is about, well, 1894 we started. We have a founder who's been beatified, Francesca Maria Greco, and our founders, um, Mother Teresa of Enchanti, she's venerable started, uh, we gave birth in the uh, southern part of Italy in a village called Acre. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 80% of our sisters are school teachers, and we're, we're not real big. We're about 400 worldwide, but we're in India, mainly teaching schools. Argentina, we have soup kitchens and schools there. We're bigger in Italy, and then Albania, and then we're smallest in the United States, but uh, most of us are school teachers at preschool level, but our house here in D.C. is the med- considered the medical house. So we have one sister studying at Catholic Human Nursing, and I do, I'm a general surgeon, and I mainly do, I, I see patients through a clinic run by Catholic Charities, and then there's a hospital that, um, civilian hospital that does not charge her patients anything for me to do. At this stage in my life, I'm mainly just doing outpatient surgery like hernias and gallbladders. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we also run in our convent a, a small nursing home for our elderly sisters and for those who need it. We run a pro bono physical therapy clinic and diabetic eye clinic. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we're working on getting funding for um, to do more than just eye screening, but mainly uh, we would like to get do some visual acuity and things like that. And then I... I do missionary work also, um, mainly in Haiti, because it's our poorest neighbor. Yeah. So it's an easy, short trip. But I used to go to Sudan, and I went, I've, I've been friends with um, Archbishop Warda in Iraq, yeah. in the uh, Erbil area. In Erbil, so I've yeah. Gone there, gone there a couple of times, working in the camps as a missionary. Yeah. And, did and then you know, Kenya, did, did you, like did you know Fir, uh, Father Gerald Goronsky over there? I know. Okay. Was he in Erbil? Yes, for, for oh. a while. Yeah, uh, just curious. Oh, wait, wait, He's a friend in that. Pardon? Oh, tall American guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I met him. Yeah, okay. But he's not there anymore, is he? No, he's back in, in no, the states. No, I guess I, I know Father, and I met him there. 
on my, my last trip there. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> right. Um, how can people support the work that you're doing and, and learn more about it? We have a website. Um, it's a little bit lengthy, but it's really our name. It's I'll just say it, and then uh, it's Little Workers of the Sacred Hearts dot org, okay. and that tells you a little bit about us. Yeah. Um, and then donations are always, uh, you know, on my we have a, you know, the. I have to give you that information, <laughs> Al. Well, later. well, that's talk. fine. And we'll have as long yeah. as we have the website up there, we can make sure people have a way of communicating with you. So, yeah, sister, I hear the music coming up. I thank you Great. very much for taking thank the time you, to be with us today. Great stories, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.